The Core 360 belt is the best aid to train the abdominal wall. The Core 360 is a patent-pending, first-of-its-kind training belt that helps you move, breathe, and perform better. We use the Core 360 belt with almost every patient at Winchester Spine and Sport. The biofeedback is second to none, and it's an amazing way to teach proper respiration and can be even used during higher-level movements in the gym. Teaching proper respiration is about as fun as a rash, but with the Core 360 belt, you take all the headaches away. Visit core360belt.com and use the code GESTALT for 10% all off all belts. Ohm track sensors not included. Again, visit core360belt.com and use the code GESTALT for 10% off. Enjoy the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Gestalt Education Show. Uh, we're uh, round two of our uh, uh, tour of Caesars with our, our guests in our little podcast studio, Brett. So, oh yeah, um, Jason. Thanks for being here. So, Jason Holm, uh, Hendersonville. Yep. Okay, Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is just outside of Nashville, uh, is where you practice. And then uh, you're here speaking at Parker as well. So, what what did you what was your topic? My topic is on building your team to be um, all inclusive and to be a coherent team that can also do rehab. So yes. it's a big rehab focus takes all the principles that what, you know, we come from our background, et cetera. But how do you apply that to have, say the CAs want to help level up the doc mm-hmm. because maybe the doc has resistance or right, what are the strategies to bring that along? If you're the doc and you need to bring along CAs, how can you do that? And you do that through your culture and, you know, defining your mission and all those things. So yeah, Bringing all that together. Culture is something I've heard you talk about too. Uh, and Brett's a, that's a big topic of Brett's. We talk about that all the time with the office and, you know, everything. But I, where, where did this like uh, little obsession almost feels like with with culture and, and management and that kind of stuff? Did, has that always been your background or did it kind of uh, come, come out of somewhere different? No, I think where we realized that was going to be crucially important was just in our growth early on in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a lot of things go very interesting early on. Um, so when I, when we opened, um, you know, I, let's just get to the background real quick. Yeah. I, I come from the church of Brett Winchester, right? <laughs> so like everybody did at Logan at the time. I mean, there's Brett, powerful, great speaker, great content, just exposing us to great rehab principles incredibly early. And so everything that we would experience at MPI, and that was like our, our safe haven for those that got into the profession to be able to help athletes. I don't know anybody else at the time that was talking about how do we effectively rehab and strengthen athletes and do those things. And Brett was hitting that just unbelievably. And so all those things, what was amazing about Brett and um, everyone that, that knows you is that when you take a course with him, like you, the confidence, just you like, you pick up the material, you see how to apply it and you're like, let's have and run it. Like, yeah. all right, I got this. So you fast forward, you graduate. You're like, of course I'm opening my own place. I mean, yeah. there's like, is there a second option? Yeah. Like what? Well, what else would I do? You know, so you open your own place and uh, you're for sure like everybody's going to refer to you like you're going to do everything. People right. are knocking down your oh, damn door. Dude, I just mean, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Back at the Brinks track. Definitely I mean, going to happen. Definitely going to happen. And then what happens is just the reality starts to hit you really fast. But one of the things we got very fortunate with is we took a, a prominent ortho in the region lunch really early on. And um, what was wild is he, he trusted us right away to, to send in a post-op case. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, 
okay. So I'm calling Brett instantly like, okay, how do I do this? Yeah. Like I, I thought I had this and like, maybe I don't. And, uh, and then I was just, you know, calling him every night, every like, Hey, here's something about next visit. Here's where I'm at. And like, you know, without his leadership and mentorship on that, I don't know, you know, where I'd be. Do you remember when you were a, an intern and then like, you got a call, I forget what. Oh my God. You you like, gonna, you're like, going I'm there. done. I gotta, you're I gotta going go. there. You're going there. Okay. I will never forget this. So I'm out at Brett's office and, the cool thing about this whole experience is that, you know, early in try three, I Logan, the school, just where I was at, it wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be right. Like I got into this because of a sports injury. I got hurt and I went to a Cairo treated me once I could breathe. I was better. And I'm like, dude, Cairo's are amazing. They fix you in one visit. You're better. Right. And so get to Logan and then you go through the chiropractic history classes. And I'm like, when are you going to tell me how to fix somebody in one visit? Like, this is not <laughs> what I'm here for. You know, like, what is all this? And then got to see Brett and be like, oh, bigger picture. All right, rehab, these other aspects. And that's what really, you know, helped draw that all back together. But without that type of information, without, you know, where he was coming from on it, um, you know, it, it's just different. But anyway, so I'd already been out there from try three on. Like, he just said, look, get through your classes, but just get up here. Just, yeah. just come to the office. And you know how chance. bad I am with technology. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a savant <laughs> with technology. I mean, this guy can do anything. So we were fast friends immediately because of that. Many <laughs> times I'd start a presentation. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So that's how he's we met. You. That's how we met. Try to is uh, right at the course. Everybody's like, this guy is like the guy. You've got to see him in course. I'm like, okay. Cause I'd seen Mark present, you know, Mark yeah. King present yeah. uh, as try one, but then try two, he was doing the class and, we showed up there like, oh, he's the man. It's going to be amazing. And we sit down. I'm like, dude, I'm ready. He's going to walk in this room and it's just going to be like fireworks. And instead you see deer in headlights staring at his computer like this for like four straight minutes. And I'm like, this dude's really breaking down right now. Like, <laughs> this is not know, good. I don't know who he is. Never meet your heroes. Right? And I was sitting there like, I don't know what the problem is, but I just know it's going to take five <laughs> seconds to fix it. Like nobody has to look at a computer this hard. So I just said, all right, F it. I'm going to walk up there. So <laughs> I just walk up there and I'm like, I'm like, what's the issue? Oh, do this. Hard and then he's down. like, okay, so we're going. And, and then afterwards he's like, Hey, nice save. Yeah. I'm like, thanks. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. What's up? Yeah, and then yeah. anyway, he's like, Hey, so I have these other 37 problems. Do you know anything <laughs> about these? And then at Baxter crossings, here he comes like four nights a week. He's like, Hey Jason. Hey, <laughs> Oh man, you know how to get this too? Like, dude, this is amazing. You know, it's, but it went both ways. Right. So, all right, get back to the freaking question. Yeah, we're culture. Yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. Where, where did you, you start to pick it up? I know that you, um, you know, you had some struggles early on and, and then you started to invest more into that. But then, uh, now what you've done is kind of built, I, I mean, it's it's literally your office is unlike any other one in the world. Uh, so I think, number one, talk about that. And then two, uh, talk about how you maintain culture with as many kind of moving parts as you got going. Yeah. So when we started early with the rehab and we started getting in with different providers because the, you know, the quality results we were getting, um, we actually started getting a lot of referrals. So it started really slow, but then once it hit, it kind of just hit, like yeah. it became a, a big change in the community. And so the problem with that is, though, is any of y'all, you know how many we can fit on a schedule. Like as one provider, if you're having 10 new patients a week that are very complex cases, I mean, you're pretty max fast. I mean, it is like you're really drowning. And so we realize what happened as soon as we got to a certain number threshold of patients, the quality was dipping. Like I couldn't keep up. Scalability. Scalability. Yeah. Is bad. And so that's where it all stepped in. It's mm -hmm. that it was like once we realized that, I'm like, 
ooh, how I'm approaching this, there's no way to scale mm-hmm. this. Like I'm accidentally building a guru practice and that was that's never my goal. Right. I didn't want to be come see Jason. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I can't help enough. Our mission is to help as many people in the community as possible. Can't do that as one person. Mm-hmm. We have 70,000 people in our small town. We got 1.2 million 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. One dude can't do very much, right. you know? So we knew we had to have a team and and that's where my wife comes in is, is unbelievably instrumental is because she, she can see the big picture and say, all right, like you have this vision for whatever this is you want. And she's like, all right, here's the, you know, long, slow, deep thinking on how to actually do the thing. And so that's where we saw the vision. We knew what we wanted. And we realized real quick, once you got down to like bare bones, what we really need systems, it has to be systems. Yeah. And then, uh, so we, I saw you, uh, the other day in the gym, we had gray on and, uh, we, so we spent three days in the backwoods of Virginia with, with that human being. And I mean, he is just, he's special. He's he, man, just man. a great human being. But anyways, you got mesmerized by SMA, the whole FMS system. So, and I'm assuming because it was basically a system that allowed you to what? do your thing. I'd had a conversation with Greg Rose at TPI back in 07 or 08, whenever we, we took that. Um, cause a couple of the guys in my class were big golfers and, um, anyway, so they said it was great. So we went and it was, it was really great. I had a conversation with them. I said, man, I, I love the idea of the system, but me running this on every patient, I, I'm not a golfer myself and I, I don't plan to play a lot of golf. It seems weird for me to use a lot of golf screens, right? Like, it, but this is great. I love this type of system. And he said, Hey, the best thing we've got going actually is, is our medical class. And that's called the SFMA and it's our level two TPI. And I said, okay. But then I hadn't been in practice yet, though, right? So I didn't know what yeah, you didn't that know what you meant. Didn't know, okay, yeah. So once we hit our, our scale issues, the quality thing started to dip. It was like, this is not, this isn't it. So um, we saw that that uh, Greg was doing a course down at Andrew's Clinic um, at James Andrews's place. And so we went down there, Kevin Wilkes down there, and and took the course. And I was like, that's, this is what I was missing. Like, this, mm. this fits our scale. We can, I can communicate this fast. We can have assistants that can communicate this. We can find out real quick what are the three things mobility-wise that we're treating. And we know no matter who walks in the room, they know what mobility thing we're working on. And now we can communicate so quickly of building their plan backwards from where are we trying to get them, where are they now, mm-hmm. all right, how do we make that happen in the time span? And now we can all read each other's mind, you know. So it's crucial from that. What what all current I mean, I know the obvious ones as far as like MPI and other things. What what's in your toolbox? Like what are you what treatment systems are you guys utilizing in your office? Um, I think the the systems piece of that is, um, you know, it depends on how scale you want to really get to, right? So I come from all the principles of everything we did at MPI, right. everything that early DNS, all, all of those things are instrumental in, in all the philosophy of what ART, we do. ART, ART, all of that. Yeah. And you dry needle, I think, too. For sure, for sure. And sure. you've taken a mulligan course. I mean, I think a bunch you, of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, just like anybody, you yeah. jump around, you want everything. Like what's the best I can take from each one? Because every time you're going to see a case that like needs something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but what is so nice about using the SMA as our backing for, for everything that we do as a team is that we know where we're going right away. Right. Like there's no confusion amongst anybody. Well, in the you're room speaking the else. same language. It's kind of like your yes. operating system. Exactly. If you will. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Love it. And then, um, I, I, I just forgot my question. <laughs> I just blanked for a second. Uh, so then on the scalability of, uh, talking the same language, how do you communicate second to second or, you know, patient to patient? How does that look? 
um, as far as EHR or how are you passing the notes to each other? Well, one thing I think everybody should uh, pay attention here is that if listen to this is you guys have automated so much to where like when you walk into a patient, I, I'm assuming it's the same way. You've already like had things videoed yeah. and yeah, like so. So that's basically I, I think probably what you the moment you had was what are the things that I actually need to be doing with the patient? And then when you when you realize that, you realize it's actually not that much where you could be sure. having people around you doing a For lot sure. of stuff. For sure. I mean, that's what we realize is that we it's they're coming to Active Spine and Joint Center. Like they're not coming to see Jason, mm -hmm. right? So no matter what with the providers that we have, we have three unbelievable docs right now. And it doesn't matter who you see, like the team's going to be on mm -hmm. it. Our assistants are so great at pulling off the SFMA. They're starting recording that right away. We're, we're walking into the room knowing what the mobility issue is, what the stability thing is, you know, what their their history is already. And then we come in and still take the, the full thorough history, yeah. do whatever neuro we need to do, whatever MDT we need to do, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, like the system is pretty black and white. We have great things that Cassie's put together as far as how we, you know, put those in. But when we walk in there, we get the iPad, we have the forms filled out of exactly how they did. Like we have the info and, and the team can run. Yeah. So, and then it all just is, is on a digital copy that you, in their EHR record, I assume. For sure, then for it sure. just, yeah, it kind of runs. So exactly. Yeah. So we just use the SMA verbiage and we have a section that's just like, here's the big mobility things. Here's yeah. the stability awesome. things. Here's where we're going. So we just have our big six, eight questions and here's all the answers. And literally in two minutes, you can know it, uh, where that patient's at and where they're going. But the big thing for us is that, you know, we still do come together on Wednesdays, you know, for three hours of team training where everybody's training each other. And then we do like a grand rounds on Mondays for two hours where we go over every case where they're at. Because so, for example, like right now we have the whole spectrum of cases. Like right now, uh, one of my dear friends was uh, with, with COVID was in the ICU for 130 days on a ventilator for 110 days. Wow. And he's now out and, and we're rehabbing him back, getting his mobility back, you know, started with some of our DNS stuff, working with our breathing because that's the level that he needs that initially just to be able to breathe and get his oxygen back up. Well, we have that. And then we have a six eleven pro basketball player that we're rehabbing 18 hours a week, you know, like to get back after an ACL tear. So like we literally have the entire wow. spectrum and when you have that, like you still got to come together and say, look, what's our initial goals? Where are we? Hey, how'd they do this week? You know, and, and there's, we have certain systems to say, we need to talk about this one. Right. And like, these are fine. Like, yeah. I mean, these be are honest all, with yourself. Like for you sure. Know, Cause not every case of course goes exactly the way we want. So oh, for sure. Know, there's so many learning moments within the team of docs. And, for sure. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean that, I think that's a good message because I, I learned this lesson the hard way myself we weren't meeting as a team like we were early on in, in my practice. And then once we started having like staff meetings and doctor meetings, I feel like that changed the culture immediately. Yeah. I think that's really, cause everyone's busy. No one wants another meeting, but I do think that's like a critical thing to have plugged in. Absolutely. I mean, the first time, you know, when we really started doing that, it, what was really great was what, as soon as Cassie got up there and would show her expertise on all the different system basis or, or like she wrote a software for our office actually for the back end for patient management. And like the way that she puts that out and be able to communicate it, like watching that, like you just see the whole team elevate. When you see one of our head assistants, Mallory or Sarah, when they're training, like, hey, no, this is how we run the SMA. Here's how we get this top tier recorded in two and a half minutes. Here's how we do X, Y, Z. When you watch them, there's, there's no way anybody in that room isn't leaving just incredibly hyped for what we do every day. Because now, you get to see the expertise of everybody. 
are those video files like kept in a like their file or is it just like use it one time and you're done with it how does that all work no so it's all backed up in the cloud hipaa compliant with a app called spark motion so okay use. Yep. and then do you Move like Con 15 is the discount code there you go that. yeah That's I, was, I was gonna get you there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you get a free uh, month move con 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. love it no free uh, shout outs yeah do you um i I'll don't know later. i don't know where i was after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah but the whole idea is that oh we, no, no we do have the do videos you, uh, and we come reference them back every yeah, with the video for with sure that, i bet that's for pretty sure. powerful right huge yeah huge because you got to remember like we just had a case this was the last case i saw before we headed here um to speak in vegas we had an individual had a um she was killing a spider and she her yeah literally with the shoe and and she hurt her shoulder and when that happened anyway turned into frozen shoulder well she came in initially and her goal she had a specific goal of being able to you know go on this cruise do the things that she wanted to do and she was miserable right yeah but just burn the house down yeah but the reality is so she came in had no external rotation had all the signs and all the limitations four weeks later her mobility she's passing you know estimated shoulder patterns and she's like oh but it still hurts at night i'm like Honey, I know it hurts at night. I that's the diagnosis. I'm, I'm with you. We're gonna do everything we can to get that right. But do you know where you were literally three to four weeks ago? And then we sh- put it on the TV, and yeah. she sees it, and she's like, "Oh, I'm doing way better, awesome. right?" And so yeah. sometimes they're living with it every minute, every day, mm-hmm. and don't necessarily know, you know, what those snapshots really are, and like what clinically can matter. So them seeing that initial exam, seeing it at every re-exam. So every thirty days, we show them like, "Here's where you were. Here's where you're at now." Here's your current measurements. Here's where we got to get to. Like, let's get on the. It grind. is the video basically capturing the top tier SFMA. Is that what it's doing? We do top you... tier breakouts and key things that we need. So, right. like, if it's an ACL case and we're doing lateral hop tests or we're doing triple hop tests, like, we still want to record the mechanics to play it back in slow mo, so we can we can show them like, ah, oh, you're off. Like, I know it felt good. I know your jump distance was equal, but look at this. This mm-hmm. is different. If I add a head spin with this and I give it a little vestibular, you lose control there but you're great on your non-surgical side. Like those things matter that you can't necessarily pick up just by using the normative data of the distance that they jumped. And are you a 100% purist at SFMA or have you modified that system for your for your own needs? Um, uh, I don't even know how to answer that question. I mean, yes, um, we don't change the SFMA, if that makes sense. Like right. that's our standard operating yeah. procedure. Um, but however... Like what will, I think the better question is in a visit, like, are we doing the whole SFMA every mm-hmm. time? And the answer to that is no, right? So we're going to take them through the top tier. We're going to find the patterns that matter the most that we need to fix for their activity, right? Because um, when we think about it from a regional interdependence approach, a lot of times we're trying to just restore those mobility areas from for the elastomer effect, mm-hmm. right? Like to deload some area, et cetera. So the whole idea is if we know the pattern we're working on, yeah, we're going to run that like each session we'll say hey just show me extension real quick all right cool let me see this breakout real quick awesome and i'm soft tissue in there or whatever anyway so it's not like it's you know this yeah you have to do the whole thing i think a lot of people don't um if they don't use it consistently it's hard to understand like how you can you can do that but what will happen is at re-exam heck yeah we're redoing everything we'll break out everything if we need to and it'll blow you away by just fixing one pattern how three others will clean up well, we talk a lot about like technique fusions, which basically means you're like blending, you know, two technique systems together. For sure. And uh, I remember b- 
with me being on the board at MPI were like, well, we, you know, a lot of our, our students were, you know, getting involved with SFMA and they were saying like how like perfect that blend was. Like sometimes we also talk oh, about sure. like in MDT, MDT and MPI principles blend really well together. Sure. Um, I think MPI and uh, SFMA also blends blends really well. Yeah, without question. I mean, I think what's so beautiful about the entire functional movement system as a whole is what they've done is unbelievable at mapping from the most disabled impairment all the way to the highest level of performance. They, they, it's just the entire picture. Mm-hmm. And so we may be working on one sliver snapshot at a time, but we now, you know, mm-hmm. that's where, when you said, you know, the SFMA brought me some of the FMS, gave me something that I needed. It really opened my eyes to, oh, here's the entire picture. Here's how high level of analysis we could go there. But let's not forget, we only get them for X number of weeks or X number of sessions mm. because of the current insurance models, et cetera. So we need to know where we're going. We got to know where they're at. And we mm. got to be real about, are we doing every role of this? Or are we having an ally in the community pick up on the back end? But if you don't have that full spectrum of where we're going and you don't build that plan backwards, you're just going to struggle because how we're trained so often is assess them, find them. Awesome. Let's start it insert exercise. Awesome. Well, now we're just going to keep progressing one step in front of the other, mm-hmm. this linear based progression. And the problem with that is that's, that's unrealistic, right? So often that unloads a patient or deloads them so bad that they can't get back to their sport of the timeline that we need them to. Well, and we asked Gray too, uh, point blank. We said, what are the limitations in your system? Basically is the question we ask. What do you think, um, you know, I mean, what's missing in there that you've had to like kind of go outside and kind of fill mm. those gaps? I think the, I think that's a great question because, you know, when I came to it, the first thing I was seeing it as is like, what, what is this company? Like, what, what am I getting from it? I kept wanting to, to go back to that same like student mentality of, okay, that's great and all, but now like, what's the best fix for blank? <laughs> Right. Like what's the best thing for blank. Right. And that was my whole thing. It wasn't, wait a minute, this is a diagnostics company. Right. So this company, the thing that they have done better than, in my opinion, anybody in the world is say, we're going to put together systems that are reproducible that at every level of sport, at every level of disability or impairment, like here's the assessment. And so it's not a treatment organization. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're amazing at assessing, but you plug in your expertise to fix the thing. I mean, I say this on every stage that I'm on. It's like, I, I feel like no one is making people look globally more than Greg Cook because it's forcing you yeah. to, you know, I yeah. mean, because everybody wants to say that they're treating globally and things like that. But at the end of the day, a lot of times people are not. But like For that sure. system basically makes you do that. For sure. And that's, it holds us honest to it, right? And um, it's been something that's been so great for us. And the patients just, they get it. I mean, we just, we don't educate about it. They just experience it and get it. You know, they're like, oh, we're working on the hip now. It's like, yeah, we're, we're trying to deload this area. Oh, yeah, cool. You've also really kind of became an expert in the world of chiropractic in getting medical referrals. So, I mean, a lot of our listeners are interested in that. So what would you say are some quick hitters on, you know, what they need to do to be able to do that and how you've done that? Show them and relationships. Yeah. You, you got to show them. Right. And and that's because the training is so different. You know, our colleagues, our medical colleagues, whether they're primary care, ortho, pain management, et cetera, um, at the end of the day, we can talk about it all the time and they can rap about it and they know their side. But like, we really don't, unless you hang out with them or they hang out with you, we, 
nobody has any idea what each other does, right? right? And so for them, the biggest thing is always like, oh, so we heard from so-and-so that, man, you really helped them. What the heck did you do with them? In our situation, it's very fortunate because we're like, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Here's where they started. Here was their top tier. Here's where it's at at the end. Like, And we can just show them. Like, and I can 100% verify that Jason Holm does this because he, you sent me a radiologist and uh, him and his wife, they send me so many patients. Yeah. But it, it's interesting. This guy, you know, he's about, amazing. Yeah, yeah I love him. And super smart. So, yeah. But like, he really understands the model. And like, what I take away from that is like, there is no way I'm educating my patients to the level that Jason is because this guy basically just like, I mean, just, it's like talking to you almost. You know? <laughs> so, so anyways, I think yeah. that's, uh, it's always good to see people that aren't only talking to talk, they're also walking the walk. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And then what about, uh, is there any hesitancies that you had when you started creating those, those referrals or as far as, um, maybe, uh, do you do anything different that, versus just a regular referral or what are the barriers? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I just been doing it though. You know, it's it's meet them, you know, it's, it's no different than any other relationship. relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, they, I think the biggest thing I messed up early on because I, I accidentally burned some bridges early on, but from a misunderstanding of the whole thing, I just remember in school, there was a buzz about, man, you know what? Primary care physicians and, and orthos, like they didn't, they don't know what to do with all these patients. Yeah. They have them and they're, they're, they don't have a way to manage it. Like they're, they're begging for what you offer. Yeah. And I think I handled that not great a few times <laughs> um, of like, man, Hey, I'm here. Like I'm ready to help. Whoever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Are you so glad to meet me or what? <laughs> and uh, that was not how that should go. That um, did not, but, but the key always came back to like, wait a minute. Oh, you do have systems for this. These, this is your algorithm. This is how you play it. Oh, you do have this solved. Cause in your mind, there's three avenues yeah, right. and you're going to pick one of those three and you're attacking and that's your way forward. But now we've got to say like, Hey, we're an option here. That is either that fourth or, you know, we want to be that third, you know, option for you, but you got to be real. A lot of these offices, you know, they're owned by a hospital and, and they have referral sources that mandate that they stay inside. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you know, I would say that it's still extremely valuable to be that doc that sees them and says, look, I understand that you're going to refer in-house to your PTs. Mm-hmm. You'll have great PTs here. You're, you're going to keep that in-house. I fully understand that. But, you know, there is a limitation in the insurance model now, and they're going to run out of PT visits. Mm-hmm. If they didn't run out of Cairo visits, and we're going to give them, you know, world-class rehabilitation, and we're here for you. So those people in the gap, you know, they come to you and, you know, they're like, hey, I finished my sessions PT. I'm out of benefits. I can't afford $240 a visit. Right. right? Oh, those are who we're looking for. Yeah. Right. And so that avenue alone, I mean, there's probably That's, 40 or 50 cars I can talk about that I've, I've helped them build their business by simply just being effective at doing that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Fill that. Yeah. Gap. The number's pretty crazy. How many medical referrals do you get a month, you say? It depends, you know, through COVID, it got a little weird, et cetera. But I mean, it's, it's well over 40, right? You know, that's, yeah. that's our, our constant vibe depending on the, you know, the time of year, et cetera. I think it's a good point too, because initially like you're kind of talking, if you do have like a post, let's say a post ACL and you can catch them up on the back of the PT, For we sure. have so much more benefit there than in the beginning. I don't want to do wound care. I don't want to rewrap. Sure. I don't, I mean, you, we can do it. Yes, but I don't. That's not what I want. You know, we don't want to grind through range of motion, but being able to do 
that back end stuff, that's the more rewarding stuff. And I think that's where this profession always still comes back. And to me is always going to be the best because if you understand the full spectrum, you can pick whichever slice you want, but never forget we are physicians. It is our job to manage the whole case. So if we're not going to do that thing, Mm -hmm. we better pick the right place for them to be. And they better be in world-class hands when they do it. And then you're there when they need you. And so if if that's what you want, you don't, you don't want to do that early mobility. Awesome. And you just let them know like, Hey, Ms. Jones, when you hit zero degrees extension, when your quads back, when you, you know, now are getting back to these simple functional things, we're your people. We're going to take this and run with it because your visits are going to give you 20 with PT. Well, baby, we got to get you to nine months here strong yeah. and get that quad back. It's going to take a couple of years. So I think too, I mean, that's what people are really looking for. And like Western medicine doesn't do this very well, which is you basically need a case manager. You need somebody who's basically directing like who you need to see. And I feel like medicine lets people down so much there. You know, and I feel like my day, a good portion of my day is basically doing that for people. You for know, sure. Like, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because for no, sure. And I, I think like chiropractors, especially moving forward, we're in such a good position to be able to do this, you know, because it doesn't make sense. I mean, I always talk about in uh, baseball. So in, in professional baseball, 10% of all reported injuries require an orthopedic surgeon. So it, sometimes it doesn't make sense that they're the first. I mean, and they don't want to be that. I mean, because it's wasting their time and, you know. Sure. So why would you not start with somebody who can take off the low-hanging fruit? That's a 90%. I mean, it just, you know, it makes sense. Absolutely. You know? The problem is, though, like, in our profession, others, not the people who are listening on this, but, like, sometimes we're not great at being able to do that for people. You know, like, we don't have the connections or we don't, you know. So, I mean, I think we we serve a huge purpose for humanity. It's like being able to kind of direct traffic. and Without question. And that's the thing is there's just, A, not enough of us, right? right. Like mm-hmm. you need more. So if you're going to shift the culture, which is something, you know, of the world, like and especially in America, we, you know, we're going to have numbers. We're going to have more yeah. elite providers. And that's where what everything NPI is doing, everything DNS is doing. Like these are crucial. Everything FMS is bringing, like the whole picture, tying all the professions together. Right. God, when you take these and you put them together, I mean, it's just it's hard powerful. to not. You're forced to. Uh, recommend it's, it's hard not yeah. to get really excited every day. You know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now you you also wear some other hats. So uh, you teach, uh, but you also are on the board for the Tennessee Chiropractic Association. And so not the TCA. So, okay, I'm sorry. Yep, it's so the Tennessee Board of Chiropractic Examiners. So that's a it. that's an appointment by the governor. So that's yeah. different. That's a regulatory role, gotcha. right? Yeah. Are and so you an elected t- official? <laughs> Take us through uh, what, like, what what duties you have and, and kind of what have you learned about, I don't know, the, the back end of chiropractic by doing that. Yeah, I think of, uh, there's a lot of things I've learned from that. Um, you know, it's not something that I'd had any experience with or, or knew a whole lot of people that had had a lot of experience with. There's uh, one provider um, that I looked up to in Tennessee that and he had done that. And I felt like, you know, at some point in my career, it might be worth uh, being able to serve in that way. Um, but what, one of the most rewarding things about it has been, um, when you are a sitting board member, the, um, NBC, mm-hmm. so our, our national board of chiropractic examiners, NBC will then, they have delegates that will come together to help work on the test exam. So like part three, part four, and you do a thing called standard setting where you can be asked to come as an expert to NBC and, you know, set the cut score or help write test questions mm-hmm. or help remove test questions. And, you know, I've done that three or four times now, and every time it's been massively rewarding to see the back end, the stats of how students are doing and be able to shift the culture from, hey, we need more questions related to X, Y, Z. Let's get those in there and let's start that building that process, because not only do we like to, you know, influence the profession in the world from 
the, the ground up like we do in practice every day and and helping teach etc but it's also kind of nice if you also start bringing it one step at a time from top down well i mean you talk about a disconnect i mean i always say like sometimes like your chiropractic education looks so different than what a typical day looks like in chiropractic practice for sure you know so that, that's kind of a weird dichotomy really you know like you would think that yeah. it would look a little bit more like what you're for sure. so i mean it sounds like you're you know you're boots on the ground kind of maybe being able to change some of those things and it's been nice it's very um you know i will say when you spend time at nbc and you spend time with a psychometrician and you look at how they actually do these exams it actually makes you really proud of, of the process mm -hmm. and, and things that that we're doing i mean it is a very well scientifically studied exam and executed exam so it's it's really impressive actually yeah it's pretty cool too i mean you, you've just done so much for the profession. We, we, we love you. We're so proud of you. Uh, yeah, I've looked up to you since, you know, I, I saw you early on in, in my career, but, uh, so then what, what's next? I mean, we kind of talked off air about, you know, next for the practice, maybe adding some more docs. And then what do you think is next as far as chiropractic? Let's get a little philosophical there. Whew, that one's always so hard, man, because I've been struggling with that question since I came out of school. And, you know, what's always worked for me is that, you know, something I learned from Brett early on is like, Every day you're going to approach the day and you're going to do the best that you can do that day. And you're always going to kind of have a direction you're going. But for me, setting my sights on like a five-year plan mm -hmm. and those things, I never really could connect with those. And I never felt like I could connect the dots. Maybe I have too much ADD or whatever, but I'm like, I can't get there, but I know the direction we want to go. I can bounce it and say, mm -hmm. hey, Cassie, my wife, how do I, here's where I'm thinking. And then she can be like, okay moron Here, here's how you do yeah, this. You know, like, here's steps. a b c d and, and and stay forward so for me it's you know it's always the one thing at a time but for the profession i think just with with social media with all these ways to podcast being so popular of a medium now mm -hmm. you know people have access to brett whenever now mm -hmm. right i mean that's come on like this used to be a very regional specific thing you know we were very honored at logan to be able to have access to great resources like that and now it's like no matter where you are, you can have access, right? And so I think things like that are going to allow some of these other areas that maybe don't have as rehab-oriented providers, the content's there now, right? right? Like, we can all get it. You just got to put in the grind and want it. Let's do it. Yeah, you got to show up. Yeah, yeah you got to show up. You got to apply it. And, Half the uh, battle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, that, that's a good. So then, I remember uh, Mark saying, too, or so at MPI, obviously, you, you know, when we started the Sports Summit, you were one of the early people that we were utilizing there. And we had never seen you present or anything like that. And I remember the first one, the feedback was this. Everyone's like, Jason Holm was unbelievable. <laughs> so you kind of like developed your own stick and like your presenting style and things like that. So now you've like got a whole different thing going there. So, yeah, what, where's that all going, do you think? Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, if someone wants, you know, to learn more about how to do these things, like we want to be there to help share. Yeah. Like the same thing that you did for us. Like you took all of your expertise from all your mentors and put it together and said, but here's the thing that we're doing a little bit different, right? Like here's you how we're the, you, One of your gold medals is like you're kind of in a fun way self-deprecating. Like you're more than happy to kind of say, well, this is what I've struggled with and like mm – -hmm. And I think that's why people have really kind of like gravitated because everybody, you know, everybody's got the same problems, you know. So, yeah, I think I would say that's one of your gold medals. I think that's what um, does help is that um, I, I don't have too many issues talking about our failures. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of them, but every one, I mean, we've leveled up five, ten times from every one of them. 
right? Like if we look back at our journey, they're like six or seven, like, oh gosh, here we are. Like this is a miserable moment. And then, you know, cry in the shower for a bit, <laughs> wake up, drink a little, and then have a conversation. Drink and beer in the shower. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> and then Cassie's like, no, here's the way forward. Like, here's how we're going to do this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, refocus, and refocus, refocus. For sure. Yeah. You know, we had a huge one in our region that where it just, it was such a culture shock. So rehab was reimbursed one way for the first seven, eight years of practice. And then there, a major prominent payer came in and said, we're going to cut your fee 60% across the board for everybody. Wow. And so the model that we were running needed to get even more efficient seven years in. Like we thought we were killing it. And then we were like, turns out we're going to be paying patients to come in now. <laughs> so, uh-oh, like yeah. this is not so great. So now we had to sit down and like, how do we make this even more efficient? And that's where we we learned like, man, we have some superstars that are chiropractic assistants. Like RCAs are, these are unbelievably talented people and they want to influence and they want to help and get hands on. And we just realized, what are we doing? Like, let's, let's just level each other up. No. And now the whole team, I mean, no matter who you see, I, I really so honored and proud of that team that like anybody see, see we have we have i mean a world-class one ourselves but like a ca position they can you can educate them to a level to where i mean i we kind of jokingly say we put our ca up against like any of our interns or any like for sure because yeah. they get to a point where they're so good that for like sure. i mean they they kind of just know how to treat low back pain without for without sure. doing manipulation they can't do that but i mean like besides that it's oh it would blow you away i mean we had uh, our first year that just really ran with it. And, and in Tennessee, it's a, it's a special license. It's called a chiropractic therapy assistant. So they can do everything basically, but adjust or, or you know, diagnose. Right. And, um, you know, when, when Sarah just started to, to bloom and she was just hungry for the content and she could help. And then Mallory, you know, came in and she just picked up the content and is just an absolute superstar. And now we have Madison's right behind her. That's just picking up everything. So stinking fast. You're mm -hmm. just like, these people, like, what an honor to work with them because what they're doing, you just feel it constantly. The patients are just, yeah. Like, no matter who they're working with, they all have their own personality, their own stick, like, with them working with them, and everybody has their own connection with everybody. Or when in the you office. have the moment where, like, something actually goes better without you being a part of it, like, you think all it's going to be the opposite, and then you're like, wow, okay, all the time. <laughs> that's a, that's a great moment. Absolutely, that. I mean, it's absolutely. a good little, good little humble, humbling. Thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and it, I was only wrecking this situation. I'm right. glad that I stepped away from it. And and that's what we learned. You know, the CAs will keep us on time. They'll be like, you're spending. Like, what are you doing? Like, quit talking. Like this. None <laughs> of this up. was productive. Yeah. This last six minutes, you're no different place than you were six minutes ago. I could already had them started and and actually getting better. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Great. Oh well. Uh, Thanks again. Thanks for sitting down with us. Appreciate yeah, you, Jason, uh, your whole staff. Uh, Kathy, awesome. So, um, yeah, uh, we, we're just happy to have you here. Uh, you're an, an old uh, Brett Winchester intern, too. Of course. Of we course. have a list in the office of all the old interns. Nice. It is crazy. So we're, we're, we haven't got anything on paper yet, but we have something planned. Uh, you got to do the map. Connect the dots. Oh, all it the, lines, all it's the list is, yeah, I mean, it's it is unbelievable. It is like insane. On, Awesome. And, and I mean, for us, the biggest thing is like you guys go on and you do things like, I mean, nothing would make me more proud than like you show up to Parker and I see your name. I see Lindsay Muma. I see Brandon Steele. Yep. I mean, these are these are all our people. I mean, it's 100%. just so fun to uh, to watch that. I mean, I can't even tell you how proud I am for that. So, yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Never yeah. forget it. I mean, that's what, you know, great mentorship does. Right. It inspires others to say. God, well, there's there's got to be more. Like, right. let's. How do we inspire the next? Yeah, generation? right. You know, yeah, so it's that's cool. awesome. 
Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. Uh, I can't wait to go back and listen to it again. And uh, Let's enjoy Vegas. Let's go. One more day, Let's right? Let's go, baby. I love it. All right. Well, uh, thanks again. Have a great time and uh, rock and roll. Help. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gasol Education Show. Uh, if you liked it, share it, subscribe to it, uh, send it to your friends, send it to someone that needs to hear this message. Uh, we really want everyone to be able to, to tune in and, and get the, the best clinical advice that they can, which uh, we're hoping that we're giving to you with these special guests. So um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Or if you have any suggestions on upcoming uh, conversations, let us know. Uh, for a list of our upcoming courses, we're adding them all the dang time. So go to gestaltedu.com, click on courses, and they'll all be right there for you. All right, have a good day.